glad to see you here this morning, and I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. And I want to give praise and honor to God, my Savior and Lord, through Jesus, His Son. Thank you for your prayers. I'm the substitute for the substitute. Um, Michael Snyder was supposed to preach this morning for pastor who's sick. Michael got sick and he is home. And they called me and asked me if I would substitute for him. And I'm, I'm the little toot for the substitute. <laughs> I hope you brought your Bibles with you today. I want to share with you from God's Word one verse from Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. We'll look at other verses, but I want you to focus on this verse. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. I'd like for you to think this morning on the subject, invalid unless signed. When you're born, there was a birth certificate. How many of you have your birth certificate? You know where it is at least. I had to get a copy of my birth certificate. And the lady says, it's not valid if it's not signed. I said, well, I'm valid. I'm alive. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me I'm alive. But she said, well, the birth certificate has to be signed in order to be valid. That's where I got the topic for today's message. Then I went to high school. When I graduated, they gave me a diploma. Not valid unless signed. Do you know where your high school diploma is? And is it signed? When I went to college, they gave me a diploma of graduation from Appalachian State Teachers College. I was the last class as a teacher's college before it became Appalachian University. That graduation diploma had to be signed in order to be valid. Do you know that your signature has a lot of weight? It carries a lot of significance. And when you think about 
your name. It means something. When you buy insurance, that policy must be signed. When you uh, secure a bank loan, your loan has to be signed. I remember when Bertie and I bought our first house, 3409 North 45th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. When I went to the bank to sign for that loan, I had to sign nine other pieces of paper to substantiate that I was not the Michael Brown that had stolen, broken and entered, had done all these evil things. I had to sign affidavits that I'm not that person. I didn't rob a bank. I didn't neglect on child support. I was, I had to find all these affidavits that I was not those persons. I thought about that. Invalid unless signed. When you sign a contract, you agree to abide by the provisions of the contract. And it's important to note that your signature says, I will do what the contract says. I will abide by the contract. It's a legal binding commitment. Do you know that your driver's license is invalid unless signed? On the back of your driver's license is a place you says you got you got to sign it. You know how you'll know when it's not valid? If you get pulled over by the police and you give them your driver's license and it's not signed, you'll get a ticket for not having a valid license. The boys of experience speaking. Been there, done that, got a ticket to prove it. I learned you need to sign your driver's license. I tried to do it in his presence, but he said, no, that's not valid. Even your death certificate must be signed by a physician or a, someone who has authority, a coroner who has authority to sign a death certificate. So here's my question this morning. Is your name written down 
in the Lamb's book of life. Now note, you don't write your name. God writes your name when you, by faith, put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross and shed his blood for your sins. And when you agree and understand that he rose from the dead for your justification, God writes your name in his book. Now let's read that verse again. Revelation 20, 15 says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. There are many references in the Bible about the book of life. Let's look at some of those. In Psalm 69, 28, turn there. Psalm 69, 28. David is writing and he's saying some things that are seemingly contrary to our message today. Listen to what he says. May they be blotted out of the book of life and may they not be re recorded with the righteous. He's talking about the sinners. He's talking about those who had abused and, and were enemies of the cross of, of God. He was talking about those who had refused to repent and he said, may their names be blotted out of the book of life and may they be, not be recorded in the, in the righteous. Wow. Serious matter of book of life. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 3. Let's go to Philippians. Chapter 4, verse 3. Paul is writing to the church of Philippi, and he says, Indeed, true companions, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggles in the cause of the gospel together with Clement, also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. I want to ask the question again this morning. Is your name in the book of life. That is a scary thought to think you would live your whole life, go through all the ups 
and downs, ins and outs, the struggles, the victories, all of the celebrations, all of the rejoicings, and all of the things of life, and still not have your name written down in the book of life. So Paul is saying, these fellow workers, these women, and Clement, whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to say to you this morning, with every fiber of my being, make sure your name is written down in the Book of Life. There's only one way to assure, assure and be guaranteed that that process has taken place. Put your trust and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. Now, let's go back to Revelation chapter 13 for a minute. Turn there. Revelation 13, verse 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name was not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was been slain. Now he's talking about the sea beast, the dragon out of the sea. Everybody is going to bow down and worship this beast except for the ones whose names have been written in the book of life. They're not going to worship the beast. So it's important that you distinguish between the beast and the, the Savior. I want you to know Jesus is the Christ. He's the Lord. He's the Savior. He's our hope. He's our peace. He's our joy. He's our victory. And Jesus alone provides for us salvation. So I want to encourage you to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now turn to Revelation 17, verse 8. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to come up out of the abyss and go to destruction. And those who dwell on the earth, whose names has not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, will wonder when they see the beast that he was and he is not and will, will come. They're going to wonder, where is he? But those whose names are written in the book of life, there is certainty, there is assurance, there is absolute confidence that he who has begun a good work in you will complete what he started. And when your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, 
and you draw your last breath, your heart beat this last beat, you will be going into the presence of God in heaven, not in hell, not in the abyss. You will be in God's presence forevermore. We have that assurance. Jesus recorded in John, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man snatch them out of my hand. The one who gave them to me is greater than all. I want to tell you today, you have confidence, assurance, and absolute guarantee that those who put their trust in Jesus will have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and they will be in heaven when they die. See, Austin Miles has written a, a song. There's a new name in glory. You know that song? I love the hymns. There's a new name written down in heaven, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the White-robed angels tell the story. A sinner has come home. For there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. Praise God. A new name written down in heaven. Is it yours? Do you know that wonderful name of Jesus? This morning, we hear a lot about heaven, but I want to ask you a few things. I want to ask you this question. What are some things that you will never see nor here in heaven. When you walk the streets of gold, you will never see a hospital. There's no sickness in heaven. Hallelujah. No more hurt knees or backs, no more aches and pains, no hospital in heaven. When you're in heaven, you'll never see a counseling center. There's no mental illness and there's no depression in heaven. Hallelujah. In heaven, you will never see a funeral home. There's no death in heaven. You'll live forever and ever. Think about it. I got to thinking about that the other day. No funeral home, no counseling centers. And here's another one. You'll never see a courthouse. There's no crime in heaven. 
You'll never see a police station. Nobody has to have fear about the police. There's no, no police station in heaven. Here's another one. You'll never hear a siren go off, a screaming siren go off in heaven. There's not ever any emergencies. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I get woke up at night when a big siren comes through, either a fire truck or emergency vehicle, and it is screaming with that siren going on, the red lights are flashing, and it goes by my house. I think about that. Not going to be bothered with that in heaven. Hallelujah. You know what? There's another thing you'll never see in heaven. You'll never see a locked door. Think about that. You don't have to put locks on your doors. There's no crime and no fear in heaven. Something else you'll never see in heaven. You'll never see a wheelchair in heaven. There's no handicapped parking. You'll never grow old there in heaven. You'll never have to see a nursing home. Think about that. Oh, senior centers and nursing uh, homes and uh, hospitals, they're gone forever. No nursing homes, no handicap parking, no wheelchairs in heaven. Now, it is a place of reward, golden crowns, and blessings, as the Bible says, we will take them off and lay them at the feet of Jesus. We will worship him who is, who was, and whoever is will be forever and ever. Thank God we have a home in heaven. I want to read that verse one more time. Revelation 20, verse 15. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. I was witnessing to a man who was not a Christian. And his response to me was, I'll just go to hell where my friends are. I said to him, sir, let me tell you one thing that you need to know. You will not have any friends in hell. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and you will be a, a loser for sure. You need Jesus 
the writer name in the Lamb's Book of Life because you put your trust in his finished work on the cross and you believe him as your personal Savior. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the unrighteous man forsake his ways and the wicked man his thoughts and let him turn to the Lord and he will abundantly pardon to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Oh, the word today is put your trust in the Lord and let him write your name in his book of life and he will forgive you, he will heal you, he will cleanse you, he will save you to the uttermost, all who trust in the Lord. There's a new name written down. Is it yours? Today, if you've never trusted Jesus, I urge you, give the Lord Jesus top priority in your life and let him save you, forgive you, heal you, and cleanse you so that you will be his forevermore. Let's bow our heads and our hearts for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the joy that Jesus brings because we know that our sins have been forgiven in the blood of the cross. We thank you for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus who loved us and gave himself for us that he might redeem it to himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Thank you that you told us in your words. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Father, I thank you today that those who come to you by faith will never be disappointed. I thank you that in heaven we'll not see all these things that are here on earth because we know that you have made all things new and we praise you for that assurance and we praise you for that victory that you wrought for us on the cross of Calvary. Father, I thank you today that one day I bowed my knee and I bowed my heart. You transformed my life. I can never praise you enough and thank you enough for salvation. But in my feeble way, I want to say once again, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Help me to love your people and tell them the truth that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus saves to the uttermost all who call upon him. Father, I pray that your spirit will touch the hearts of your people today, stirring us a passion to share Jesus with a broken world of people that are lost and undone without hope and without God in the world. As we depart these facilities, Lord, I pray that your spirit will guide us to somebody who needs Jesus. And this
this week, help us to share him, the message of salvation, with those that are lost and broken and dying. Whatever you do, Lord, we know that you do all things well. We trust you, and we praise you, and we thank you. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I ask these prayers. Amen.